Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Best Pictures Podcast. I'm Ian, and this is Maggie. And in this episode, we are continuing our take on Lawrence of Arabia, the 35th Oscar Best Picture winner. Part two. Exactly. So if you haven't already listened to part one, please go back, listen to it. We have a lot of thoughts, Mm -hmm. and we're going to continue them in this episode as well. So we left Lawrence on a beach in Aqaba after they successfully took the city. Chatting with Ali, who's now his bud. Thank goodness they're buds now. Well, there is a little bit of a tense conversation, though, because this is where Lawrence has decided that he needs to go to Cairo and inform the British military they took Aqaba. And, and he his needs reasons to do are it actually immediately. reasonable. Well, his response, the way he says it to Ali is not is good. Is patronizing as fuck. Yes. Yeah. But <laughs> he's not wrong about what the attitude of the British military is going right. to be. Because Ali's like, we can send somebody. Like, we'll just send a runner. Like, we kind of need you here. But he's like, they won't believe the runner. They need to hear it Yeah, he was me. like, they won't believe. Basically, they won't believe. I think he says they won't believe an Arab. And Ali, understandably, very offended. And he's like, why? Because, like, he, like, makes an allusion to, like, how they dress. He's like, they'll think we dress weird and, like, all of this stuff. Basically being like, so you're going to show up. You're going to put on the Western garb. Yep. You're going to put on your uniform. You're going to talk about how strange we are and our odd customs and how you led us to take Agaba and like did the impossible, which like basically is what Lawrence is going to do. Like, and Lawrence says, oh, what is it? He, he basically calls Ali ignorant. And I'm like, no, you're the one that's ignorant. God damn it. And it doesn't, it doesn't matter if Lawrence doesn't go in there and be like, he can go in there and not insult Ali and all these people and all these culture, but he still has the privilege of being able to go into command in a uniform, mm-hmm. being one of the English and be believed. Whereas Ali is saying like, say we, we did this with you, but they won't believe us. Like he's calling out the hypocrisy of it and like how wrong it is and everything. And it makes me mad that Lawrence isn't like, you're right, Ali. But like, that's like, I think if he had been like, you're right. But I'm not going to do that. But like, it is also the reality of the situation that like the British command just isn't going to believe mm-hmm. it. Like, instead of being on Ali's side and being like a friend, Lawrence is like, I'm offended that you would say such a thing to me after yes. I just said something super offensive to you. Instead of them being like on the same level, it still puts Lawrence apart. Yeah. From Ali and his. Lawrence is still tribe. being condescending and he's being condescending Ugh. to the person who has been the greatest ally to him. Yes. So that scene was infuriating. But then we almost get a little taste of delicious karma where out is like, where is the gold? Because oh, Lawrence yeah. had promised that there was going to be a whole bunch yeah, of gold. Lied. He, he promises. A, I, I use that word loosely. A lot of things in this movie. This is one of them. And then he proceeds to write an IOU in the name of the crown. And I'm thinking to myself. You don't have that authority. (laughs) I mean, maybe by the end of the movie, he would like have enough weight to be able to like swing that. But at that moment. Like how? he's, He's a lieutenant. Who had to basically beg his way into like a side mission that nobody yeah. believed in because like that's what he wanted to do. Like he like, yeah, he's gonna go back to Cairo and have some clout, but like he does not have enough to be writing IOUs in the name of the king. For five thousand gold pieces. Yeah. That's a lot of gold pieces. So those conversations, infuriating. The ride back to Cairo, also infuriating. 
So in part uh, one, we talk about this scene where Lawrence has gone off into the desert, even though he's been told he will die in order to save someone who fell off their camel. And then later, after he has saved this guy, this guy gets in a fight with a member of another tribe mm -hmm. and kills the man. And so then Lawrence has to execute this guy as a form of justice to basically keep the groups together and be able to carry on with the mission. Body count one. I was hoping that maybe that would like make Lawrence a little bit more contemplative and considerate about whose lives he was putting in danger. And like, I just, I was expecting it to affect him more when it came to one, bringing the boys who have, he's been like paying to be his servants uh -huh. with him back to Cairo in what is, cause he says he's going to do it in what, like 10 days or something, which would have been like crazy fast. And he's going across Sinai, which like is, as we discovered was extremely treacherous. Right. Like, I don't think he's going back exactly the way that they came. So I don't know if they're going over the desert, the sun's anvil. They're not going back over that. But, like, riding over Sinai, still, like, it's it's desert. Like, it's still dangerous. So oh, yeah. He still just takes those boys with him. One of the boys gets stuck in quicksand. And I did not feel that Lawrence did enough to try and save him. But then also, it wasn't like saving the other guy and then having to execute him had made Lawrence like super cynical either. He was like, I'll try and save him, but not try very hard and then be really sad about it for a bit. Uh, Stress on a bit. <laughs> it was literally for the scene. Like then he just got really quiet for the rest of the trip. Yeah. And then he was like being like super quiet and withdrawn while the other boy was still with him and was like trying to like engage him because they find the old military establishment, the which the shooting of the like, the shots oh. all around that old establishment were beautiful with, like, the boy oh going God. in and out of. And the door, like, swinging in the yeah, wind. Yeah, like, all of that was beautiful. Ugh. But I was also really frustrated with Lawrence because I was like, you still have this other young person who you need to be there for is him. depending on you, who just watched his friend die. Like, his lifelong friend. I'm assuming they were lifelong friends. They, they might have been brothers. Friends. I don't know. Basically, the. We don't. We honestly didn't get a ton about them. Yeah. My um, understanding is they're supposed to be orphans. Yeah, I think so. But again, like that would have been so nice to have more of like Lawrence's relationship with them. It would have added so much depth to his character. But I was just really annoyed at him because I was like, here's another young person whose life depends on you, who followed you into this really dangerous situation. And you're just like, you didn't try super hard to save the first one that got hurt. And then now you're being like super withdrawn and not being there for like this other person yeah. in a time of emotional. Like it, it just seemed like a very self-centered shutdown. It was so annoying. I was like, you need, you need to get this other person out of this alive and then you can have your emotional breakdown when it won't actually put other people in danger yes the emotional intelligence is lacking along with his it's what i mean by lawrence was both too mopey and not mopey enough like the emotional he moped over the wrong things the the emo the emotionally impacting or what you would think would be the emotionally impacting scenes didn't seem to affect him as much in the long term as I expected them to. And he would like choose to mope at a time when I'm like, you being mopey and withdrawn and refusing to sleep right now and like refusing to eat is actually putting Ugh. other people in danger. So stop being a jerk. Yeah. So like mope on your own time. <laughs> Not on mine. <laughs> because it. it's four hours long. <laughs> I love it. But they do miraculously find what I believe is the Suez Canal. 
Yeah, I think so. And so it's like, okay, we're found. And this what I actually really liked from kind of the the construction of the scenes where you have this very the desolate. Oh. Well, uh, the the contrast between the desolate, stormy desert versus the activity and hustle and bustle in Cairo, like it's yeah. a huge. But they're kind of worlds apart. Shift. Exactly, and like you kind of saw that in the scene where it was uh, the the boy and. Lawrence were in the back of the truck. I feel bad. I don't remember that character's name. Do they ever even tell us his name? They do. It's, um, there's so many characters. It is. Like I said, I literally remember the name of three characters. Four. I remember Alda. Did I say that right? So I I believe it's Farage. Farage. Okay. Who's with him now. I liked that actor too. I wish they'd given him more to do. Farage? Yeah. Yeah. Oh yeah. I agree. He was, he was good. Um, so he's with him. Um, but the next set of scenes I find, I I have conflicted feelings. So on them. there were parts of it I liked, and there were parts of it I didn't. Yeah. I liked that Lawrence didn't change into a British military uniform. It made me think that he had for once listened to Ali. Yes, or Al. Yeah, yeah. Um, because it's that I've that been was... saying it right. I think the whole time. And then yeah, I just yeah. Then you doubted there. yourself, but then then Ali was kind of proven right in some sense. And yeah, and I. I mean, he was always going to be right in that Lawrence could just walk into the British yeah. command. Like, Even and dressed. And be believed. As a Bedouin tribe member. So, like, remember. privilege on display. Yeah. Um, but I did like the scene in the hotel because part of the thing that he had promised both of his servants when they were going mm-hmm. back was he was like, I when we finally get there. Oh, he also loses his compass on the way back. And then he's like... We'll navigate, Go which, west. which I thought was going to be a great consequence. I thought his cockiness was going to bite them in the ass and they it were going to get lost. No, <laughs> there was like no reason for them to even lose the comp. Yeah. <clears throat> I know. But I, in was, the- I kept getting so excited because I was like, <laughs> now he learns. Now he grows. He oh, does not. Wait. He does not. But there is the scene in the hotel where mm-hmm. he gets in um, and he demands from the hotel owner. They're trying to like kick him out. And well, it's can- the officer's club, right? Oh, it is the officer's yeah. club. Which would, of course, have taken the nicest hotel of in course. Cairo. But he's, like, demanding a room and, like, room service and, like, all this stuff. And then it, like, specifies lemonade it's for ice. him. Which I love. Yeah. Oh, that he gets the lemonade. Really nice. And I like the part where Faraj just downs lemonade and he just goes, he likes your lemonade a lot. <laughs> he's like, it's very good. This is one of the scenes where I was like, okay, Lawrence has some good qualities. I thought I thought this was going to be, like. A turning point? A big turning point. Yeah, it wasn't. In- <sighs> That's the thing. I kept getting like glimpses of what I wanted, but I never got. I know. Well, and he almost immediately gets promoted to major. Yeah. Which I'm kind of (laughs) like. I have a point later at the end of the movie when he gets promoted to Colonel that says, "Stop promoting this man." (laughs) (laughs) Um, but like he gets promoted because he's done all this amazing things. It's a new general in charge, so he's just reading his file. Mm Hmm. And he's being sent back to take charge of everything as Is this major. when he says he doesn't – no, he wants to go back. No, this, this is – There's is a later. later time where he's like, I don't want to go back. He does – no, he does say the thing here, though, actually, where he is – it might be here where he says he doesn't want to go back because he talks about how I oh, killed – Oh, yes, and he liked it. I killed a man, and what scared him was that he liked it, which is a little bit of foreshadowing. And that's when I, I was like, okay, so we're getting a little bit of character. We're getting a little bit of character. Mm-hmm. But then I, f- I feel like they like kind of like really delved into that in like a few scenes. Yes. But then agreed. We'll, we'll get to that a little yeah. bit, a little bit later. <laughs> 
Yeah, but this is where this is honestly where like I started to get a little bit more interested because up until this point, mm-hmm. let's be honest, I was like, how much longer is left in this film, and do I have enough pizza and wine? Because he was riding through the desert. Yeah. For probably more than half. And the of answer the first was half. looking like no. Yeah. I did not have enough pizza nor wine. But you did, thank goodness. I did. Um, Things picked up a bit. <laughs> so once he's promoted, it's like, okay, he's going to go back. He's going through his whole list of crazy demands that Dryden's like, yeah, it's fine. We'll make it work. And I'm like, okay, Dryden. So is Dryden the new general? I... No, no, new general. Dryden's still Dry- the same guy. Oh, Dryden's Claude Rains. Yes, Cla- Claude Rains. I clearly... <laughs> I clearly know the actor. I didn't know his name until the very end, so it's fine. Don't worry. (laughs) I was getting towards the end of the movie, and I realized that I knew almost none of the characters' names and was just kind of like, nah, well, (laughs) that's why one of us will have a cast list open while we record. Yep. I didn't write any of them down. So, yeah, he's getting all of the things that he wants. He's going to go do it. He's promoted. Great. Awesome. Then we get this interesting scene between the general and Dryden where it's like, what is actually going to happen? Is he actually advancing our interests or are we going to get like caught in this whirlwind with him? And I thought that was kind of interesting because that's like the first time that we see anybody in the British side, like really doubting. Yeah. And so I don't because know. Because Lawrence has expressed kind of a goal beyond winning the war of like actually uniting the tribes and like really being invested in like mm-hmm. a an autonomous future for them. Though at the same time, you're like... You don't know anything. You also <laughs> you also clearly have demonstrated that you don't fully understand the conflicts dividing them. Yeah. So if you don't understand that, how are you going to unify them? I mean, he... In the movie, he kind of does. Well... But like... We'll see how well that works out. <laughs> he kind of does. Um, but not completely. I just... But anyway, you're right. You you get kind of some doubt from the British side. Yeah. So we're starting to get a little bit of those, like, the different sides of Lawrence that we were promised over an hour ago. Over two, actually. Ah. So. <laughs> oh, that's right, because I watched an hour and a half of it one night and then, like, two and a half hours of it the next night. Well, then. <laughs> so, anyway, we... Uh, after the intermission, we then have intermission. Sorry, we split it at a different spot. I think I'm, our spot was better. I liked our spot better. I'm a pompous for thinking that, but that's fine. I don't care. Lawrence didn't care. Why should I care? Don't be like Lawrence. (laughs) Every time we say anything like a little cocky now, I'm like, oh my God, I'm being like Lawrence. (laughs) Um, So post intermission, we are immediately returned to Aqaba where a journalist is interviewing. It's an American journalist, right? Yes. For like the Chicago Because he like super leans into like the American accent. Oh my goodness. He does. And he, I I love how he's like, oh yeah, we got to create these heroes and like, convince people that they need to come and join the war he's a very stereotypical american character i am i'm okay with it no i actually there's a at first i found him a little annoying but there's actually a scene later that i really liked him in same like after the turkish column that they uh yep yep that Mm -hmm. one loved it so it has an interesting conversation with the king faisal about lawrence and all that and it's like hey do you want to go find him no no, the reporter wants to go find him for this story. They like they need a hero. Yeah. Which I'm like, okay, great. We're gonna add to the hero complex that we already have. Going I know. With you're like, man, get don't inflate it. <laughs> Too late. <laughs> but the transition to all of Lawrence's antics with the trains, I think, was really great. David Lean loves blowing up a train on screen. Like, th- tried three times, succeeded twice. Like, I'm here for it. I'm here for it. So like this first train that they derail, it is decimated. 
And the way I loved the way that this scene was shot in the beginning, too, because it kind of, as you mentioned in the very beginning of part one, it has the people up on the ridge line. It is a sand dune, not like right, mountain. right. But it's the people on the ridge line, like ambushing the train. Like and you have like very... one person comes into view, mm-hmm. the more, um, yeah, which is very reminiscent of an ambush, an ambush scene in the surgery. Yes, and it absolutely is an ambush scene. Which this is where I started to have extra con- conflicted feelings about Lawrence. It's like they blow up this train. To me, it was looked like there were civilians on it there were there were definitely civilians on it and it was there were also clearly troops on it too so yeah so i'm it, like we're starting to hit some gray area very with very Lawrence. Gray area. this is like the first bit because we go from like seems to be in the right gray area probably war crimes yeah so they derail the train they loot it now, th- this is where I'm I'm trying to kind of tease the myth versus the reality on this. Because, like, there's some comment made about how, like, oh, this is the tribe's payment for doing whatever, whatever. Because the British Army isn't paying them. Right. And I'm kind of like, I don't know how to feel. I don't, I don't feel great about this. But also, I don't feel great about... Them not the- being paid to fight for the British Army. Yeah, yeah. but also, what about the poor people <laughs> the crossfire like also they deserve this two wrongs don't make a right yeah so yeah. what to do anyway lots of lots of not great things happening and including florence standing atop the train posing for the camera and then he gets shot in the arm and then he's like falls off the train and is like rolling around holding his arm and i was like it's just your arm lawrence and why didn't you like you should have checked your corners tis a flesh wound tis a flesh wound again was thinking of monty <laughs> python i was like just a scratch lawrence oh my goodness but oh my um goodness. there's like a young i think he's ottoman german uh, not german you're right you're right ottoman sorry oh my remember my, what theater we're in i'm sorry it's world war one ish <laughs> no, I, Ian, it is World War One. No ish. It is World War One. <laughs> There's no ish. Uh, um, but this like young Ottoman soldier who's like clearly injured, like takes a shot at him and misses, and then Lawrence that's when he or he hits Lawrence in the arm, and then Lawrence like stands up and sees him, and like the kid is clearly very scared because he He's like the just, only one left alive. Yeah. Like clearly very terrified, is taking shots at Lawrence and missing. Is it Alda who comes up behind with yep. a sword and it is. kills the kid? And Lawrence doesn't really have much of a reaction to this. He, and he just kind of like stands there while the kid shoots at him like a psychopath. Um, I thought I saw some like not quite revulsion, but like mild revulsion. At least that's what I interpreted Any revulsion that. I did not believe because he stood there like a freaking psychopath getting shot at. And I was like, does he have a death wish? Is it like internal disgust at like some of the stuff he's done? Although he hasn't done his like most heinous thing yet. Yeah, I don't know. But anyway, you get the photographer. You get some more of the photographer and he's kind of slimy. Where he, I've never seen like, somebody killed with a sword before. Lawrence says you should have taken a picture. That's well, where you get the revulsion. Where yeah. He's like, you should have taken a picture. He's like anti-violence. And, and the guy's been... like, yeah, I should have. But the thing is, when he, he's like, I'm, I don't like him taking that high road with the photographer when he's the one who like blew up the train in the first place. And not only yeah. did he blow up the train, he led the attack into the train. Yeah. And... It, 
what he does to that column later, I don't like, and Ollie fucking calls him out on it because Ollie knows what's up. But like, I don't <laughs> like Lawrence lecturing other people on shit that he does. He's so Agreed. hypocritical. Well, he's and we so were told that he's supposed to be anti-like violence. And he seems very that at the beginning of the movie. But you're like derailing trains. You're but killing like, people. Stop it. I'm like, you led the charge into close combat here because previously you were all just like shooting from a distance and like you could have derailed the train and left. You, or you could have blown up the track with enough time to not derail the train. Yeah, like like basically they didn't have to go as far as they did. They didn't have to go as hard as they did. And but Lawrence did. is the, Lawrence is the one who leads them to and do I'm that. And I'm not here for it. And then he sits there and lectures somebody else. And yeah. I don't like that. It's not great. So they they've looted it. We get this like very uh, again not on board scene of the entire tribe like cheering for Lawrence and chanting his name and like feeding that ego just feeding that ego I'm just like why are we celebrating this I don't I mean I understand why they're celebrating it but also I'm like you guys don't feed that ego like it's like a gremlin you fed after dark don't do it or midnight Midnight. I I think it was midnight anyway get some scenes back at the camp where Auto's like oh I want some good loot because this clock he can't seem to make work which i thought was a problematic portrayal of this character but aside from that we also do get an interview with lawrence the like newspaper man's trying to talk to him and his motivations and finally it has come out has it come out before this point where it's like my goal is to give them damascus because I, I want to say this is like the first time he really i don't know if he's like fully blatantly said like damascus and stuff like that or like their autonomy I yeah think is really yeah i think like we've it. gotten hints of it and like with some of his rhetoric to like the people following him and stuff like that like we've gotten glimpses of it but that's the first time he like publicly definitively states it i mm-hmm. think so that, that's kind of an interesting thing where i i didn't like the way they introduced that idea because i didn't get a good motivate motivation from him for like why is he in this what what is motivating him to try and do that for I mean, people. I guess you could argue that it's like his love of the culture and like you could say that, but like. That, I, I feel like that in and of itself is like maybe slightly problematic. Well, because we've already like, talked, we already talked in episode one about he, how much he <laughs> romanticizes yeah. in everything. And, you know, that's not to say that like really loving another culture and being interested in another mm-hmm. culture is a bad thing. Not at all. You just have to recognize where you might be wrong and be super open to learning and you can't be patronizing right. to the people about their own culture. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you can't think you're you're a savior. Like somewhere in this sequence, I can't remember if it was like at the end of the train scene or somewhere at the, back at the camp, but he makes a comment about he can only be killed with a golden bullet. And I'm like, okay, so now we are like full on white savior level. You are Jesus incarnate. I mean, it's like, just, it's, what? <laughs> he has a Messiah complex. Like it's so like in the 1960s, he's a cult leader. Like, and it was filmed in the 1960s. <gasps> I know. Conspiracy theory. <laughs> but yeah, it's, I don't know. So we get, get another scene of them raiding another train, this time with horses same sort of situation. I think less people involved this time, but still kind of like... But more horses. 
more horses. Well, I think all the horses basically survived because they Good. were like, let's get the horses. Uh, but this is when out of like PTFOs and is like, okay, I'm out. I'm done. It's wintertime. It's cold. Oh, yeah. And Lawrence is like, he'll be back. And I was like, don't be so sure. <laughs> Just have some doubt, goddammit. <laughs> You know what? He didn't even have to fail. He just has no. to think he might fail and I'll be happy. Exactly. But he never does. He never thinks he's going to fail. But then he finally fails, but still doesn't feel it. So they try to do this a third time. There's this whole mix up with the detonators that ends up killing Farage. Well, the detonator didn't kill Farage. I got mad about this. I was pissed. I got so mad about this scene. Because I did really like Farage, even though he, I think, got too little screen time and too little development. But this meant he got less screen time than he could have. Yes. Because Farage is going to die. Ollie is like, he can't ride a horse and we have to get out of here. And if he's captured. They're going to do worse. Basically, he's going to get tortured and he'll still die. And so then Lawrence does a lot of grimacing and like (sighs) a lot of overacting to decide that he is going to, I guess, mercy kill. Yeah. So had there been more substantive character development. And Farage is mad at him that he's going to fucking do it. And I was like. Basically, if their relationship had been fleshed out in a more realistic manner, like where then I would have bought that Lawrence was actually sad about this, and I probably would have cried. Oh, I there were so many moments in this film that I felt like I should have been more emotional than I was about. Yeah, Did that, that sentence makes sense. It, oh, totally. Okay. How I interpreted it is, you had no emotions, but you knew you probably should have had emotions. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I'm with you on that. Like I, I was like. I've seen this similar setup before and it had me bawling and now it doesn't in this circumstance. But yeah, I was really upset about that scene. So then he just kills the other servant. He kills Garage. <sighs> and they ride off to their cave. And then guess what? He seems very unaffected. Completely unaffected. Oh, no, 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 no. He is affected. For but a scene? he's doubling down. So we, we do get in uh, like a scene interspersed back in Cairo between like the general Lawrence is never about like stuff. sad about what he did. He's just sad that he's sad and he's not he never seems quite sure why. I, I agree with that. But like you get the scene in, in the cave with the rest of the the members of his band of bandits at this point. I don't know. They I mean, felt kind still, of They're still like sanctioned yeah. military Yeah, force. they are. They're attacking Turkish. There's Ottoman a- Empire. Ottoman Empire trains. They call them the Turks so many well, times it in was, the film. It was often like the Ottoman Turks and that was... Oh, okay. That's why I'm getting myself confused. Because yeah. like um, I said, it was like headquartered in Turkish in forces Turkey. and then mm-hmm. historically it had started in that region and then swept out and became like the big empire that it later was and then that it shrunk and then World War One happened. And then it, poof. Yeah. But Ali tries to like talk some sense into him <laughs> and he's like, you think these people don't trust me? They would walk on water with me. Like, I am their savior. He, like, basically flat out says that he is And I'm like, point. Ollie, why are you still here? And he has you this whole scene where so he's like, so much smarter than this. Who's going to walk on water with me? Oh, my God. <laughs> why are we so literal here? And this, I think this scene is why, like, I drew the parallels to, like, Christ in the first part of this, where it's like, he, it's like he makes all these messianic references. <laughs> it's, it's a full-on God complex. So, I, anyway. Like, anyway. it is... I'm sorry I've ranted so much in this part, but like it's it's I it's think it's very rant worthy. He's officially point. become a cult leader. Like so so very rant worthy. And I am still like Ali, why are you still here? Like you I don't are know why so Ali's much smarter still here. Than this. He he knows so 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 much better, yeah. but doesn't say anything. Well, I mean, he does say stuff. Lawrence just doesn't fucking listen. Well, that's true. So 
now we get a point where he's like going to go to scout Dara for whatever reason he wants to. Mm-hmm. And he's like there. Oh, I think, like, sorry, there, there was a scene earlier. I wanted to mention this line and I forgot to, but I feel like it sums up a lot. And it's Faisal talking to a British general. And the guy basically says something about like mercy or something to Faisal or like they're, they're kind of like at a little bit of a tense part of their uh-huh. conversation. And the guy's bringing up Lawrence and Faisal says, with Major Lawrence, mercy is a passion. With me, it is just good manners. You oh. may judge for yourself which motivation is the most reliable. Yes. So this was and Faisal I was talking like, to the reporter. Oh, that line is so good. It is. And that, oh, okay. That is why all of the, that's kind of why I interpreted Lawrence's actions at the very first train sequence as revulsion, because that line was in the back of my head. Gotcha. Well, and I, I mean, I agree. Like, you're right. Like, with what he says to the, he's, like, disgusted by the reporter's acceptance of, mm-hmm. like, all the violence that just happened, even though Lawrence is the one who really led that violence yeah. and who admitted earlier that he like enjoyed killing a man so it's like he's really disgusted at himself yeah there's this dissonance there that i'm kind of but like, i wanted mm-hmm. to see lawrence be more disgusted with himself and disgusted with himself enough to like not do change some of the stuff he did yeah he just never yeah. yeah he's like i'm disgusted with myself but i'm gonna do nothing about it yes I'm just going to mope and look <laughs> off into the middle distance. Or he's going to do this wonderful. So like going back to where they're scouting Dara. Yeah, sorry. Like, oh, oh, no, you're all, totally fine. That was, I just had to bring I, up that line. That line needed to be brought up. You're good. <laughs> Thank you. So Ali's like, you're not going to pass for Arab. And I'm like, you're correct. Somebody And somebody says to Lawrence, you think he's like, yes, I can. Someone goes, you think you can pass as an Arab in an Arab town? And Lawrence is like, yeah. And I was like, one, take a deep breath. <laughs> Two, take a long drink of wine. <laughs> Three, Lawrence, okay. you are so pale, you are so blonde, and your eyes are so, so blue. blue. <laughs> <laughs> the fuck is wrong with you? Well, and it comes back to bite him. Not yes, only is he acting which, a clown in the point, streets. I was like, finally, consequences. <laughs> And, and he has consequences. He does. Do okay. they change his behavior? No. No. But I want to talk about the scene for a bit because like. Also, also, can we talk about his audacity is putting Ali in so much danger too? Yeah. Yeah. It's like literally if while is still like with him, I don't. He kind of says something later that like, I think kind of like talks about that. It's basically a toxic friendship where Ali is. I, but at that point I was like, if one of my friends had said something like that to me, I would be like. Have fun. Like, I'm not <laughs> going with you. Like, oh my goodness. no. Agreed. Because ultimately what happens he is Lawrence caught. gets caught. Shocker. And this Shocker. scene I found very, I'm not sure how I interpreted this scene and if my like subtext reading was right here, but it was super, super icky. Yeah. It's really uncomfortable. And am I reading it right to, like, say that the general of this town was, like, being predatory in a potentially sexual manner? I'm not sure. Because <sighs> I got that vibe, especially because he left the door open and watched while Lawrence was getting beaten. And I was like... Mm-hmm. There was... <laughs> yeah, and, like, there was some physical contact that was really gross. And it's one of those things where you're like, I don't know if they're necessarily, like... I was like, I think they're just doing things that make you uncomfortable to make the scene uncomfortable and make you feel 
bad for him. You know what I mean? But I also didn't because he put himself in this situation but I was by also, being wantonly But I was also like, ignorant. you fucking did that. Like, not who, oh, I feel like I victim, I just victim blamed Florence I mean, a we kind of did. I mean, I don't, I'm not happy that he got hurt, but I'm also like, is this, are these the consequences that will finally, like. I'm not happy he got hurt. I am unhappy that he didn't connect his actions with the consequences. With the consequences, yeah. Yeah. That is really what it is. Which he never does. And this is like a major And like this really this really was something point. where I was like you you could have avoided this. Like really really could. You could have been like lower prof. Oh god. That is very victim blamey. It is it is victim. Uh, I feel mm. I feel really bad about that now. But I'm also still really mad at Lauren. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Cuz he like actually shouldn't have been there. Yeah, he wasn't just. He doing wasn't his like own living. Thing. He wasn't like living his life, doing normal people things. He was interloping. He wasn't walking down a street like f- going home from work, or like maybe you may be rationalizing this I for think us, I but I'm be. gonna get on board. I think <laughs> for in this context only, literally only this movie. I'm just gonna say Lauren shouldn't have been like I can pass as an Arab in an Arab town when I'm white. When AF. I'm so. So white. So, supposed to be kind of like a turning point here. Bless Ali for being there for him at the end to like get him to someplace safe. But fuck you, Lawrence, for being like not sleeping, not eating, not then doing he anything. Then he pouts. Then he pouts. He's like, pouting? I'm not gonna eat. And Ali's like, dude, we gotta get back, man. It's like you I have love a body. How I've now made Ali like a frat bro. It's just because I really like it. He's just so likable. He is a likable character. Omar Sharif is so good, too. Oh, yes. He's and this so is... good at writing that line between, like, the, he's he's like, it's like when you have to take care of your friend after they drank too much, even though you told them to stop <laughs> drinking and not take that last shot. There's but they did it anyway. There. Yeah, you're like, I love you. You're my friend. Yes, I will hold your hair while you vomit, but I will sit there and be like, I told you so the <laughs> whole time. It's like that. It is. And I like it. But this is when Lawrence finally decides for her, that he's like, okay, I'm done with this. I'm leaving. I'm out. You need to trust your own people and follow Ali, not me. <sighs> that whole speech, I, I didn't. He can't go quietly. No. Lawrence can't go quietly. It's like Lawrence will be like, I'm leaving. I don't want the spotlight, but I'm going to announce it. And excuse me, this is what it is. He's like, I need to leave. Excuse me, everyone, everyone, stop what you're doing. Pay attention to me. How's my follow spot? Good? Okay. I need to leave now. Because it will make me happier. And it's like, better he made for that you. Line. Like, no, he was like, it's better for you, but it'll make me happier. Yeah. Was the gist of what he was saying. I, I'm just, like, I feel like I he, didn't, stand he didn't need the speech. I just, he didn't need the speech. He could have just been like, you guys, I got to go. Peace. Peace. He could have. Everything's Alas, a production with that man. Oh my goodness, it is. It's so. I'm starting is. to think that this movie might have been more effective than I gave it credit for when I was initially <laughs> watching. It's made me reflect on some things, and it's also just like mm, okay, the double have sides we, of Lawrence. But have I, we but ever thing, said that it wasn't like a thought provoking? I think movie you know what. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. It's because I think initially you're supposed to like Lawrence, and then you're supposed to get like all of this stuff we're talking about in part two i never initially liked yeah so we didn't get that change (laughs) was that i always found him kind of annoying and it's it's very clear once he gets back to the british barracks that other people see him that way too 
he has this like chummy little conversation with some folks on the side before he goes and visits the general and he like catches this offhand comment about how Lawrence puts it on thick and I'm like oh yeah he does <laughs> he's a self-important asshole <laughs> now this whole whole next kind of sequence of things I feel like it moved the plot but I'm not really sure I struggle with how it makes me think about Lawrence. So a whole bunch of details come out about what is going to happen with the former Ottoman Empire, because there is the agreement between France and England that they're going to share. The whole Versailles Treaty. Sorry, I don't think it the was, treaties actually happened yet, but like, I mean, England well, and like France some, were in talks and stuff beforehand. Yeah. yeah. And Lawrence has been telling half-truths this whole time now because he's like, okay, we'll get you independence, all this fun stuff, and now he's about to be undermined there. So, like, that is a blow Working with the, what was it called? It was the something Arab Council or the Arab something Council. Oh, yeah, yeah, that he is trying to install in Damascus. Yeah, which was, I believe, historically, like, it was, like, already a political body and that the Mm -hmm. British Army had actually been working with them pre-Lawrence. Like, it hmm. wasn't, like, okay. Lawrence who, like, initiated working with them. I think they already had been working with them some. But, like, basically, Lawrence is making a lot of promises that he can't necessarily keep. Definitely can't keep. But I, he thinks he can. He thinks a lot of things. And nothing at the same time. But really what what I kind of, what rubbed me the wrong way here is the way the general is now like, you got to go back, you got to make this right, you got to like, make the masks happen, all this fun stuff. And you are extraordinary. And Lawrence runs with it. He didn't hear any of the rest of the conversation. He just heard you were extraordinary. And I'm like, stop inflating this man's ego. It's gonna burst and take everybody with it. Agreed. And that scene ends with him in front of like this mosaic of this like grand fighter in the background. And it's like, I don't like building him up like this. I just, I don't, I don't like it at all. At all. No, he gets a little bit of a fall, but like not enough to seemingly have truly impacted him very right. much. So after the like not great conversation about Lawrence being extraordinary, Lawrence is like, okay, I need a whole shit ton of money to go back. And what we find out is that he has purchased so many mercenaries. And bought off so many of the people in the tribe when he comes back. So he has this like super grand entrance where it's like all of the tribe members like clapping and being like, Lawrence is back. Oh my God, it's so great. And he rides in with his posse and it's all grand and good. And you see Lawrence with this like stony face in this bright white outfit. So he's gone from like the homie, this is what we gave you to bring you a part of us to this like new fancy very king-like sort of look which i think Mm -hmm. is appropriate given like where he is from a character perspective yes now one thing that they did with ollie's uh uh, costuming here that i really liked is instead of being in all black now he is black with like white stripes in in his outfit so i kind of like that transition where it's kind of like you're you're echoing back to your connection to lawrence but you're still predominantly of your you're not own self. fully there exactly well and it's pretty clear when he's like lawrence what the hell are you doing why have you paid off all of these people like this he's basically who are, like who are these murderers who are your bodyguards like yeah he's like uh so mercenaries almost never a good idea <laughs> always usually a signal of something bad man ollie knows what's up he Nobody really listens does. to him and so i i think the main 
before we get to Damascus, there's really two main scenes that I, I want to really delve into. First, less so. So we know for a fact that through an aside with the British army, they're going to be bombing some Turks kind of along the route to Damascus. Yeah. We see it in the distance on the other side of the mountains with some flashes of light. And this is the first time when I really got a taste of New Lawrence, where it's like someone was like, oh, God it's help Ali, the men. Ali says, God help people caught in that. Yes. And Lawrence just goes, they're Turks. And Ali looks at him and goes, well, then God help them. Yeah. So it's like very clear who still has their humanity, even if you have this. Yeah. Feud. like And like Ali, he's in every fight. He very much sees the Turks as his enemy. But he still recognizes that would be a terrible thing to have to go through. Ali's not enjoying war the way that Lawrence is at this point. And that is very important. We like Ali better. Well, yeah, it is why we like Ali better. And also very important when we move into this next major scene that is a huge touchstone for Lawrence. And so they come across Tafas, which is a small village. Mm Mm-hmm. We see it first, and we see the decimation and the dead bodies. This is one of the very few instances where we see women in this film, and they're dead. I would venture to say it's the only time. There's a couple longer shots in, like, when they're, like, first amassing the forces, and they're, like, in the... They're, like, in the camps and stuff, but not... this This is definitely, like the most attention Mm -hmm. that the camera is on any women in the film and they're all dead it is a powerful image but potentially an exploitative it felt very exploitative like i would be fine if there weren't women in this movie at all because like that's just not the story that's being told for this particular character and it is based on like a historical thing so like yeah, so you're just using women to heighten the. They're like, literally oh, just scumbags. like, how can we make people feel bad, dead women? Awesome. Yeah. Also, that was supposed to be sarcastic. In oh, case I, it wasn't yeah. clear. It was because yeah. <laughs> yep. We'll just add that to the laundry list of other reasons why this movie is of its time. Um, yep. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, the armies led by Lawrence have come across this scene they see the turks in the background running away because they're moving on to i presume damascus or something i don't know where they're going there it's the what they show us of the column it looked to me like they might be retreating from another conflict they are very beaten down Mm -hmm. a lot of them are walking not riding like it looked it it looks like a column that is not in great shape and is not at all looking for a fight and so this is where we get a really tense scene at the front of the group of arab fighters one of the members is from this village and is like very much like no prisoners let's go fucking do it then you have ollie on the other side being like this is about damascus this is not our fight what are you doing ollie's like let's not commit a war crime he's like let's not commit one war crime after a war crime has already been committed here let's not commit another one he's trying to be like the voice of moral reason and one thing that kind of infuriates he's basically, me. He's, Ali's like, these people did a bad thing. Like, let's let's defeat their army. Let's take control of, like, the place. Like, you know what I mean? Like, Ali's, yeah. Ali's out for justice in the long term and not just straight revenge. Right. Which I think is the, the difference here. Mm-hmm. 
And what I find infuriating in this scene is the way that Lawrence like abdicates any sense of command or decision. I, oh, that Lawrence lets this single guy, it's a beautiful shot of just the one guy riding so at pretty. the Turkish column. Of course, he lets this guy just ride in super angry, get gunned down and die. And then Lawrence is like, now I'm really upset. No prisoners. And I'm like, okay, you just let this guy like ride in though and die first. Like you don't. Sweet. Love it. You didn't be like, nope. How about we save your life? He wasn't like, nope. And he also wasn't immediately like, let's fight. You know what I mean? Like he just let somebody just like do something that was definitely going to get them killed. And then decided that he was righteously angry. You know what I mean? Like his his timing you need to felt have too dramatic. The rest of the film, you had strong opinions. I Why is felt, this the one? I also moment? felt like he was co-opting this guy's grief. Ooh, that would be a really dark reading of it, and I love it. But like, you know what I mean? Like, because making it intentional like makes it even worse. Well, because like that that the guy who just like runs at the column and is like no prisoners, you a hundred percent understand where he's at and right. why he feels that way because it was his village he probably knew all this people like you a hundred percent understand mm-hmm. why he would want what he wants and why he would do what he does i feel like lawrence then just takes his anger like it's, it's one of those things where i'm like you should always like everybody should always be horrified when something like that happens like when a massacre uh-huh. like that happens Lawrence acts like it was done to him personally. It's almost he's he's like one of those people who makes tragedies that did not directly affect them about them. You know what I mean? Like we've we've all know that person that like yeah, some something bad happens to somebody else, and then I'll they never have to forget s- when I heard about it when I was gassing up my car on the gas yes. station on the side of Highway seventy four or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Like it, it feels it feels like he is making his anger and his grief more important than the people who were much more personally tied to what happened. Yeah. And I don't like that. Well, I also don't like... Tagline for this episode. I don't like that. I don't like that. (laughs) (laughs) I also don't like that all of a sudden it's like, okay, let's ride in and massacre this retreating column of ottoman soldiers that a lot of them surrender and then lawrence is just like killing people surrendering left and right which is definitely a war crime yeah and it ends with him like super bloodied with this bloody knife up in the air and ollie is like what the fuck are you doing and i think we have some really great ollie character stuff here where ollie is not pleased with the decision lauren Mm -hmm. makes but he's also like goes into battle with everybody you know what i mean like he was ali like really in the battle though or was he like he does holding he, back. His sword is bloody. Okay, so he wasn't. So he does go in, but he's like Lawrence, like stop it. He's like you, like stop it. He's mm-hmm. trying to be like, like it's over, it's done. Like stop it. Mm-hmm. Like they've they've quote paid. Like yeah, you don't need to take it to its like logical maximum. Yeah, and this is where I think you mentioned the scene earlier with the the journalist, but yes. one the scene where Ali takes him back through the kind of burning wreckage of the column gorgeous the way that they have lawrence looking back at the carnage in the evening like when it's kind of dusky gorgeous scene and this is when we also get the horrified reaction from the journalist Mm -hmm. and these lines were amazing so not only does he say jesus wept from far away he sees it again jesus wept lawrence guess who you're not (laughs) 
not Jesus. Not Jesus. Are you weeping? You think um, you are, but you are not. And then flat out calls Lawrence a rotten man. And let me tell you, this was so satisfying. I'm pretty sure I just cheered from my couch. I was like, somebody said it to his face. <laughs> Finally. And and what was it? Like, I'll take your rotten picture, you rotten man. I, it was yeah. something beautiful. Well, beautiful maybe is not the right word. Scathing is more the right it word. It was, I felt a modicum of vindication. Just like a little bit of vindication. Not enough. Not enough. <laughs> I was so happy somebody said it to Lawrence's Oh, face. same. And so we're rapidly approaching kind of like Lawrence's end goal here, Damascus. Yeah. I do like the way that they introduced kind of this city. So we have them riding in. It's like, oh, look, there are grapes already. We're going to go in here. Then it's immediately followed by um, us seeing the armies come in and be like, okay, we're setting up shop here in this hotel here and finding out that Lawrence had beaten them by a day and a half. (laughs) Yeah, and that they've already claimed, like Lawrence and the people following him have already claimed Mm -hmm. like the city, city hall and a couple of other things. And then we get some scenes of the council governing or trying to govern where Lawrence has basically given different families and tribes control of different things. And it's one of those things where you're like, wow, Lawrence, governing isn't as easy as you thought, is it? Like, it's one of those, you know, Lawrence came in thinking it would be a breeze and thinking that he could do it and thinking that like he would, not only could he do it, he'd be the best at it. Like, and he's finding out that it's hard. Right. So like the first argument is, okay, you're in charge of the phones. Why do we have phones? Well, we don't have electricity. Okay, why don't we have electricity? And they go through this whole like, and then somebody for better or for worse, these people like, don't know how to do what they're being put in charge of. So like, we need to like right. And there is one guy who them. is like, well, the generators are broken, and we need like the English army's here. Like, can we have some of their engineers to fix the generator or to teach us how to fix the generator? And Lawrence is like, no. If you rely on them now, like they'll have control, and it's like. Or maybe you could help like parlay something where you like the people who are now in charge of these things can be trained to be able to handle them. Remember this because I'm going to bring it up in like a couple minutes. Okay. Okay. (laughs) Basically, Um, Lawrence is like, there's it's all or nothing. And it's like, or it could just be. Something and something, Lawrence. Exactly. His his absolutism is getting in. Well, what's the, it's the getting in the is, way of you're cutting off your nose potential. despite your face. Yeah, like that is That's exactly what, what is, is happening doing. right now. So it's very clear. A fire starts. They can't decide what to do with the fire. Like Lawrence is failing. We get this view of all of this happening from the perspective of the British side as well, where like the lights go out and it's like they're leaving. And it was kind of interesting how like nonchalant they were about the whole situation where it's just like, Oh, they're leaving now. Okay. Exactly what we thought was going to happen is going to happen. And I love how that contrasted with Lawrence's self-assuredness. And once again, we see Lawrence's ego also getting in, getting in the way of other people. (laughs) It's in, it's inhibiting other people from being able to like do things that they need to do. And are probably in like, are, Probably capable of doing because Lawrence is like, no, you can't have the assistance to learn the thing that you need to learn. Exactly. Now, I think one of the more powerful and also really heartbreaking scenes in this whole sequence is the empty city hall. It's in tatters. It is literally Lawrence, Ali, Auda, and I think one or two other like leaders 
and they all just kind of like slowly trickle out. <laughs> when there's like, oh, I've, there's the line that Ali says about like, I'm going to have to learn the politics. And that's, where, and he says it very sadly because it's not really what he wants to do. But, he knows but he Ali understands it. that he needs to do that. And this is, again, why his character is so much better. Because <laughs> over the course of this movie, he has learned and he has grown and he has been disappointed and he has been proven wrong and he has emerged changed. And let me just... Omar Sharif fucking kills really this good. scene. I love the difference in the way he was introduced versus the way he leaves, too. Yes, which so is... So we get this grand we basically get foreboding Lauren, entrance. The Lawrence that we're introduced to, we kind of basically get him at the end. Yes, but with Ali, though, he kind of... The, the way he disappears into the shadows yeah. versus his grand entrance in the beginning is just, like, in the, in heartbreaking the midday to sun. Me. Exactly. Well, and he has that bit with... Um, Aldo, where they like kind of almost get in a fight, and I was like, Oh, so you haven't changed that much? And he's like, basically being like, It's so complicated. And Aldo like asks him something about his relationship with Lawrence, and he's like, I both love him and hate him. Mm -hmm. Like, he's both the best and the worst. <laughs> and I, really I think it's so good. And I think Omar Sharif just like, it's the most emotion we've seen Ali have. And it's just this wonderful emotional break. And it's, I think anybody who's ever been in a toxic friendship probably completely <laughs> understands it. Um, and I just, I think Omar Sharif does such an amazing job in that scene mm -hmm. of just kind of wrapping every, like, he basically summarizes how we all feel about Lawrence, except for the part where we love him. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> if you're Maggie and Ian, at least, but like yes. <laughs> he, he summarizes the duality. Yeah. So it's pretty much all downhill from here. That is like, I would say the main big, the dream is done. The dream is not going to happen. We start to even get more touches of like how incredibly inept Lawrence oh, is Oh, yes. We have the hospital. We have the hospital. And it's as the one like doctor type figure that's part of the ar British army says, 600 beds. A thousand people are in this hospital and nobody's in charge and taking care of these folks. He's he's like, this is unacceptable. And rightly so. And uh, so yeah. Lawrence goes there well, and, first. And we also need to specify that this hospital is oh, the military hospital mm -hmm, of for the Turks. The ex Ottoman Empire mm -hmm. and the like Turkish army. So like it it's all soldiers yes. from the enemy camp. Mm-hmm. And what I find incredibly telling about Lawrence's character in this scene is he's the only one that is there. And the only one he walks in is horrified. One guy asks for, I think, water. And of course, missing the forest for the trees, Lawrence is like, let me go and get some water for From this the dude. tap. And of course, work. the tap doesn't work. Like, what did you? Lawrence, if the tap had water, <laughs> the man would not be asking you for water. But, like, this sums up his entire ineptitude here, where it's like he – I see it as his personal belief is if I can solve the problem in front of my face, everything else will turn out fine. And it is very clear that that and is not And he finally hit a works. big enough problem that he can't right. just straight solve. Well, he was solving problems one way and creating more problems other ways yeah. previously. Makes like, me think of the Fantasia scene where Mickey – tries to embewitch the broom yeah and then ends up filled with water <laughs> basically except there's no water and that's the issue well yeah like yeah. but yeah no i yeah i love when he just goes for the faucet i'm like you idiot <laughs> but this really cemented lawrence is like the worst type of naive mm -hmm. he's the 
earnest, I think I can do it all myself and I'm going to go after it no matter what. He's the egotistical Consequences be damned. Yes. <laughs> he he will not listen. And then he and he also never takes responsibility either mm-hmm. because even though like clearly he could have done something to help this situation and help these people because mm-hmm. he's the one who set himself up as kind of not really but like kind of actually like the head of this government or was like helping form this government like he directly could have helped the situation mm-hmm. and didn't yeah and i like that the red cross shows up and one of the doctors just slaps him across the face thank goodness i was like finally <laughs> and then he just and then he just laughs and i was like somebody it's he's mad somebody put this me not half as man at, mad as i am at him like <laughs> oh so unacceptable and then cut to him in a british military uniform getting promoted stop promoting this man (laughs) granted they promote him to kind of shuttle him off to the side somewhere they're like you're promoted you should totally go back to england and just chill yeah but still don't promote him well he got promoted boo this is where i liked seeing the difference between the way faisal approached things versus how lauren's body versus exactly versus lawrence it's my way or the highway Uh i'm always right i'm not gonna listen to you i can do this Uh i'm invincible well and what i in the moment didn't fully appreciate but now looking back on it really did was faisal's speech about war being a young man's thing and negotiation and peace being the old man's thing yeah and you really saw it in the way that faisal was willing to accept That at the end, Dryden basically sums it up and says, okay, we have an Arab water works engineered by the British. (laughs) And Faisal's like, well, we need water. So, okay. So his pragmatism is on full display. And so, like, I I don't know. That really heightened Lawrence's failings for me. Well, because Lawrence is like, I'm not going to solve – basically, Lawrence is like, I'm not going to solve the critical issue because I can't solve it exactly the way that I want to. Whereas Faisal is like, we have to have water or people are going to die. The situation's not ideal. I will take it for now. Exactly. Again, seeing the big picture. So. I do love <laughs> how both Faisal and the the general basically say that they're glad to be rid of Yeah, they're like, oh, fucking finally. Lawrence, though. So that, that was kind of gone. amazing. But I found it interesting that Lawrence had such a high opinion of all of the soldiers when he was walking out. I'm like curious. I want to understand from the rest of the British Army's point of view why he was so venerated. And I'm struggling to see it. I mean, he, again, and I'm no expert on this Mm -hmm. historically. He did, like, assist in some very important military victories. And Uh he did, like, bring a lot of these tribes together that, like, had previously been fighting in order to obtain those victories. Uh I think. I want to say there's also like some stuff he did afterwards that was like pretty well known but like i mean a, a lot of it too has especially like the veneration back home in england like i mean you start to see it at least in the u.s you get the spanish-american war you know uh-huh. that like propaganda plays such a heavy role in not oh, only during the yeah. war but starting but like we're at a period in time where a lot of people not only can read but have like access to news in a uh-huh. way that maybe hadn't previously and world war one was a war that like did affect everybody like it was very very heavily felt in britain so mm-hmm. propaganda i'm sure had like a very big role in public opinion 
I'm and again, have to read again, too, like Lawrence. this is a movie. This is a Lawrence, but like Lawrence as a character. So that always, there's always like a little bit of a a distance there. It's yeah. not a documentary. It's well, it's a fictionalized biopic. But the ending scene, I I found, I don't know. It he was driving in the Rolls Royce away from Damascus. They passed. Oh yeah, they didn't loop back around to the motorcycle like I thought they might. Well, they did. The motorcycle passes them and leaves them in a a trail of dust. Well, right, but I didn't take that more. I was expect I was expecting it to end in England because it started in England. I was as well. And that's why I was when it which, ended. I was which like, is why I was a little bit confused as to why. I mean, I that's part of why I was like, I don't know if they necessarily needed the motorcycle bit. But and that's like, kind of their nod to it at the end. I don't think it was good enough. I mean, agreed because I was I was just expecting it to be a little bit more circular because it like kind of starts at the end, and usually when movies do that, there's like a they're just a little bit more circular in it. Yeah, but anyway, it's that is Lawrence of Arabia. I don't think we're big fans of it. Again, gorgeous cinematography. And like probably very should effective. watch it. Very I you know what I'm gonna say, like definitely effective. It's just not my cup of tea. For the most part. I'm gonna say second half. A lot better than the first half. I found the first half prettier at least. The first half is prettier, but the second half is better from a character standpoint. Yeah, that's fair. And we get Ollie, which I'm all for that. Yeah. Yeah, so all in all, I think I'm going to put it at 25, ultimately. And so that's after Hamlet, but before Mutiny on the Bounty. I think for me, the the visual components are really what what I liked about Hamlet. And I thought it was a little bit more creative with them and a little bit more nuanced in their use. So while there were some gorgeous shots in Lawrence of Arabia, I think that they were sometimes heavy-handed especially in the length and lingeringness of them. That being said, I still liked it better than Mutiny on the Bounty. They both had some of their kind of like of the period representation issues, especially where it came to race and actors portraying other races and things like that. That's just something that we're going to have for a really long time in a lot of the movies we watch. Yes. But in terms of the the story, Story, I thought it was a little bit more compelling than Mutiny for me. Fair enough. So, so I'm putting it at number 15. Okay. So like smack dab in the middle. Yeah. After Best Years of Our Lives, both felt very long and a little slow to me at times. I felt more personally invested in Best Years of Our Lives mm-hmm. a lot of the time in those characters. I think they both characters had were better. beautiful, beautiful cinematography. And then before Ben-Hur interesting yeah so i personally because i think i've seen lawrence of arabia i'm gonna say one and a half times because the first time i saw it i don't even remember if i made it all the way through and i was pretty young ben her i have watched more times and there are sequences in ben her that i just really really love uh-huh. but i think lawrence of arabia is a tighter movie and i think they even if it isn't always executed the way i want to or like as strongly as i wish it was i think they're dealing with more nuanced concepts uh-huh. than they are in ben-hur that's very fair. like i do think judah goes through a more distinct character arc but there's never in ben-hur but there's never any doubt that he's our hero and our protagonist whereas while i didn't think lawrence 
had as full of a character arc as I think he should have and could have. And again, I did. I never liked him through the film, but the way it's set up, I think they want you to like him and then kind of dislike him. I think they want you to be ambivalent about him or like not be sure about him, basically. Uh-huh. And I think that's a more fun and interesting concept to play with. Mm-hmm. I like I like an antihero or I like a, a badly behaved protagonist. So like that's whenever people try and do that. I, I respect it because I like that gray area. Um, mm-hmm. This just wasn't executed because. You I, never liked it. I never liked it. Like there was just never anything Lawrence did that I liked. Yeah. Well, that, you know, it is what it is. I, even if. I don't I think we talked like about it enough, it, but the score is phenomenal. Oh my goodness. Yes, it Iconic. was. Iconic. So absolutely worth a watch. I may watch it again. May watch it again. We'll see. I don't think I'll watch it again, but I it will stick with me. Yes, agreed. Those beautiful shots in the desert will. Mm-hmm. So, and just Ollie's sass. Oh my goodness! So yes. Good. So next time we are doing Tom Jones. It is the thirty sixth. I know absolutely nothing about that movie. Same. So I'm looking forward. That'll to be a it. fun one. We'll go yeah. in blind. Well, I know you won't. But. No, I'll do research ahead <laughs> of time. But we'll go in semi blind. Exactly. <laughs> Um, until next time you can find us on social media we are at best pictures pod on instagram and twitter um we are also best pictures podcast at gmail.com if you want to email us in we'd love to hear your thoughts i know lawrence of arabia is a pretty big one a pretty popular one yes um so i'd love to hear people's thoughts um on like why you love it or maybe like if you also kind of like struggle with how you feel about some of the characters and stuff in it too Definitely would be interesting to to talk through. Yeah. So thank you for listening. And yeah, join us next time for Tom Jones.